0: The following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com.
1: Welcome to
2: Flash
1: Gordon Minute, presenting your hosts from Minute of Darkness and the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, Brad. And introducing your intrepid explorer of planet Mongo.
3: Eric,
2: we are at minute nine of Flash Gordon. Eric, how are you?
3: Uh, I'm telling you right here and now, Brad, I'm not going up in that thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, we get so much more Munson, in and it's so exciting. I'm so happy about this. And I'm also outrageously happy because we have some fantastic guests.
3: Yes, we have Rachel Gatlin and Adam Sheehan, our first two-person guest panel welcome
1: hi yeah we come as a package deal sometimes Sometimes, <laughs> not always
2: but sometimes where would our listeners have heard you guys
1: we're on a teenage mutant ninja turtles minute where we talk about the 1990 turtles minute turtles movie one minute turtles
0: movie
2: <laughs> that's what would be awesome if somebody was actually doing a minute by minute podcast where they were about a minute by minute podcast just <laughs> just watch the snake eat itself
1: yeah that's too far down yeah I that's think.
0: That's like one of those infinity mirrors. It's like, you, you don't need that.
1: It's turtles all the way down.
0: Right? <laughs> that's, a, that's the name of a book, isn't it?
2: Turtles all the way down.
0: Yeah. I think that's, a, that's a book that came out fairly recently. I could be wrong.
2: I remember once, uh, I was listening to, uh, who, who here listened to the podcast, uh, Serial.
0: Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I was, uh, Having a conversation about someone, and I was talking about uh, I think it was Slate dot com put out their own podcast, sort of like every week serial come out, and then they would put out their own show like dissecting serial. Yeah. On our main show, uh, our the Mothership show, Cosmic Show podcast, I actually was talking with a guest about that recap show, and I stopped just like, oh my god, we were on a podcast talking about a podcast <laughs> that dissect another podcast. We are literally <laughs> doing nothing with our lives.
0: that's like when you watch those after the show shows like there's one for Walking Dead I think there's one for Game of Thrones it's like
1: it's all Chris Hardwick, too,
0: probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Let's just talk about the show we just watched.
2: Eh, It's the world we live in, and it's certainly something we'd love to do, because I think we're all here because we like dissecting stuff in pop culture. can yeah. um, so
1: watch a thing and talk about the thing, right? Yeah.
2: Exactly. Well, and um, I, I love the fact that you guys are doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is a great movie to break down, because... Like Flash Gordon, it's a wonderful movie with so many great things and so much cool stuff to talk about, but while it's a wonderful movie, in so many ways it's also a ridiculous movie and...
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love Flash Gordon. This is a really great movie. There's so much cool stuff, but if somebody were to say, it's like, I hate that. If somebody were to say that they hated Flash Gordon or they didn't get it or they thought it was dumb, I might disagree with them and I would try to like show them the charms of the film, but there wouldn't be wrong. It's perfectly (laughs) acceptable not to like this movie because it's ridiculous. And same thing with Ninja Turtles. I remember I saw that movie in theaters when it was released Mm. and I loved it, but it was, it was really campy and silly and the special effects were sort of goofy and God, those poor actors in those, uh, in in those costumes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We, we actually just wrapped up our first season and I think we bring that up at, at a certain point. Like how, privileged we are to talk about such a silly thing
1: right and talk and talk about it so seriously at times too like really picking apart this movie that was never intended to be analyzed as much as it is
0: right right like i
1: don't i don't think anyone when they were making flash
2: gordon was thinking
1: oh someone's going to really sit down and do a shot by shot analysis of this
0: yeah
2: yeah that sort of pop pop culture dissection didn't exist and uh You know, be so great to get into the mind of the people producing what movie they thought they were making. Um, And and the same with Ninja Turtles, it it was still people would still pick apart superhero movies, especially. Uh, I remember when Michael Keaton was announced as Batman, there was a bit of an uproar, but it wasn't like nobody was creating websites dedicated to you know the anger about it you have now when any sort of casting's announced, right? You guys are joining us this week for Flash Gordon's minutes nine through eleven. Uh, and, and real quick, what was your guys' relationship with this movie uh, beforehand? Uh, or were you fans? Or wow. you know, it, was there a lot of love for this? Or you sort of coming in new?
0: I'm I'm new. I had only seen it maybe a couple of weeks ago, but I was aware of it for some reason, and I don't know if it was something that I caught on TV or from one of those VH1 I Love the Insert Decade here. I feel like they did uh, like a ten minute analysis on it, but I, I yeah, I'd never seen it up until about a week or two ago.
1: Well, I, I'd seen it years and years ago, like on on TV or something. I remember even back then, like I was a kid, like I was probably like in middle school mm. or, or something, and even then, going like, "What am I watching?" <laughs> and then uh, I, I saw it a number of years later. I think I, I, I watched it in college with a bunch of people, and then I watched it after seeing ted mm. it's like it's like the, this movie's almost like it for me like it comes back every 15 years or so <laughs> yeah and then and then i i watched it uh earlier tonight to prepare so like i've watched this maybe four or five times but i i've always i've always loved um the queen songs from oh, yeah. this movie so like i have a relationship with with that but what's what's interesting about the the soundtrack is like you don't get a whole lot of queen in the movie it's like spattered throughout
0: and then we were watching that one part towards the end where it's just someone banging the key on the keyboard, like dun 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 yeah, dun, dun, like dun, dun, dun dun Yeah, it's like one piano note <laughs>
1: over and over again for like several minutes. Yeah.
2: The the music's so interesting because they they sometimes do a lot with a little... um And Queen would do that where they would have these big productions, but they also weren't afraid to, you know, sort of use that one note over and over again and use the repetition. And I remember seeing some sort of benefit concert featuring Queen, and it was after Freddie Mercury passed away, and they would have different performers come and do a song, and Brian May, just an amazing guitarist, did a song where it was just one held note for the entire song, and uh, it it was captivating, Uh, aside from his just showmanship and the ability to play that one note very well and hold it and, you know, sort of wrench every single bit of uh power out of it so uh it's yeah the soundtrack is something that even if you don't like the movie uh if you're into music and especially if you're into queen and that's that era of um of music you're gonna love the soundtrack so uh we've talked as you might suspect we've talked a lot about queen during the the run of this show so far
1: oh yeah the opening credits are the best those kind of shadow graphics and the it's it's such a big opening <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, you guys unfortunately
3: got strong. a week where there is no queen music at all yeah <laughs> it happens yeah. we mentioned um on a previous episode that there's other music in the movie that's not by queen which as a longtime fan of the movie i wasn't even aware of until i started researching for this and you do get some of that music throughout this week
0: well at least we get something right? something yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, Eric, why don't you uh if you, if you give a well, this is sort of a fun minute and we get a lot of Zarkov and Munson what happens in the minute 9.
3: Yeah, uh, we start out and we've got some moon rock fragments coming down through the ceiling and uh cool sound effect as Zarkov nudges them with his pen after they land on the floor. Um but if this really are his meteorites, meteors, whatever the, the term is once it hits the ground, that are so hot, they're burning red, they're making that cool sizzle, should they be melting through the floor, or should it not be <laughs> smoldering, or should his pencil not have ignited? <laughs> Something should have happened there, I
2: feel. Yeah, these rocks sort of behave the way you need them to to get through. It's like, either they're so they're, they're blindingly hot, they're going to burn through everything. Uh, but, you know, poke it with your pencil, it'll be fine. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's going to hang
3: out. He says, the moon's being subjected to an enormous force from outer space. Which is a pretty generic statement. And it seems that he's basing this conclusion solely on the two seconds he inspected that rock, as opposed to all the observations and calculations he's spent months and months doing. I mean, how does he know it's moon rack? How does he know it's an energy beam? How does he know it's some kind of strange force? I mean, it's just, it looks like he's literally basing that solely on just looking at this rock for two seconds.
1: Yeah, like he knows right away that it's part of the moon. Yeah. Like that's that's a good scientist. I mean,
0: <laughs> maybe maybe all his oscilloscopes give him a lot of information. Yeah,
1: he has like 90 oscilloscopes in this room. What is he using all
2: those for?
0: <laughs> Does he just like them? Does he just think they're cool?
2: We we've had a little bit of discussion of the uh, of uh, Sarkov's uh, headquarters here and it just sort of feels like the prop guy went out and was like, "Let's get everything sciency and sort of throw it in here." <laughs>
0: <laughs> all it's missing are those like Campy uh, science sounds from like the sixties,
1: the theremin. Yeah, theremins Ooh.
0: and like random beeps and boops in the back. That's all it means.
2: <laughs> yeah, sort of have a uh, sound like yeah, it's the deck of the the Star Trek enter- uh, Starship Enterprise. Yeah
0: yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we do get some goofy, light-hearted music as 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 he and Munson start talking about the rocket. This is non the non Queen music. And it's such a contrast to a couple of minutes ago when they first show the outside of the lab. We get that kind of mad scientist-type music that introduces Zarkov, and now it's this sort of goofy, lighthearted stuff. So who knows what to make of this guy? Is he a mad scientist? Is he just some goofball? So it's instead of maybe instead of that Star Trekky type music, we get this sort of clownish type.
2: My guess on what they were shooting for with that music, but I, I want to see if our guests have if if that music sort of popped onto the radar and if it sort of hit something in the reptilian brain.
1: <laughs> well, it's like he's he's a mad scientist, but he's a fun mad. He's like <laughs> the, yeah. that mad magazine kind of mad. I'm
0: like a Doc Brown sort yeah. of kind of. Yeah. yeah,
2: a little bit of Doc Brown, a little bit of Doc Brown. I The thing that sort of struck me is, like, I was wondering if they were shooting for some sort of inspirational military music, like, but twisted a bit because I did get a vague feeling of George C. Scott as Patton, you know, giving that inspirational speech. And that sort of felt like what Zarkov was trying to do, where he was trying to inspire Munson, which it ain't going to work. <laughs>
1: well, he's got that little American flag in the background. I
2: yeah. He's got yeah. That it, it, it struck me as they were sort of, doing a little parody of those inspirational speeches and Munson's just like uh, time to run away and just a great cowardly <laughs> runaway.
1: I like that Munson even sounds fat like when, <laughs> when he does talk like he's got that fat guy like I'm not killing last <laughs> Like, but what
3: somewhere... does Munson think the rocket's for you know I mean he says time for us to go and Munson says like go where I mean what did he think this gigantic rocket ship was for in the middle of the lab
1: it's
0: like it's not like he
1: just noticed that it was there
0: (laughs) yeah i was just gonna say it i I read recently you know that flat earther guy who tried to build a rocket
1: he built that like wily coyote looking rocket apparently
0: he built another rocket and is planning to launch it's either happening soon or he's like i'm gonna do it eventually but i think he built another rocket (sighs) look that guy up he's he's Uh, good luck to him dude yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: hopefully wherever he goes he stays there (laughs)
2: I'm just worried. What if he's right? God, there's going to be egg on all of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
1: What if the Earth really is flat? Have or what we if he, that? what if he
0: gets up there and he's like, "Oh no, I was wrong. I have to cover this somehow. Uh, holograms."
1: Yeah, he'll still come up with some way to say that it's
2: flat. Yeah. One thing that really struck me very funny with this minute, first off, there's just a lot of lack of common sense between these two. As you said, you know Munson, you're building a rock. There's a rocket right there. What what did you think was happening? And <laughs> also, I, I don't really see what Zarkov's really thinking here. He's talking. He's like, you know, it's time to counterattack. It's like, and this is the best you got. <laughs>
0: it's like it's like well, that what guy has his his plan.
1: I mean, there's button. no.
3: Weaponry on the rocket ship. Wh- wh- how is he going to counterattack?
0: Yeah,
1: I, it's like, well, he's got that revolver. It's Got to be something,
0: right?
1: <laughs> well, you know, but it's,
0: it's like he, it, it's like he's he's basing his decision on like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just fly this rocket. Okay, <laughs> sure.
1: Then what?
2: <laughs> yeah, there will be a left turn at Albuquerque at some point, but it, it's like <laughs> it's like uh, come come on, Munson. It's like. He's he's who you got, huh? Yeah, <laughs> the guy who's just waddling a running away from you in a waddle. You and
0: and uh... listen,
2: we, we 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 love the hoot. We've had a lot of discussion about how much we we love uh, William Hootkins as Munson. You know, he's fantastic. And th- these could be sort of boring minutes because Flash and Ming aren't on screen. And uh, there's there's some very good casting in this movie. But yeah, it, it's in the words of tony stark yeah, not a n- not a good plan <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I also like the the second uh Munson's like i'm not getting on that rocket he just pulls a gun on him he's like i guess you're my slave now because we have this relationship yeah now i'm pointing a gun at you and forcing you to do stuff like
3: just goes from zero to i'm just gonna kidnap you
0: yeah zero to kidnap
3: well, yeah, here's my question about Munson. That, that's a good point, because is he a legitimate scientific assistant or is he a glorified janitor? Because I don't know if anyone else caught this move. I don't think I ever noticed this till I started doing this minute by minute. Zarkov picks up his jacket, and instead of putting his jacket on, he hands it to Munson, and Munson then puts it on Zarkov for him.
2: Hmm. <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
0: So what? he's kind of like the Smithers in this relationship. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. But
3: he's not even a good Smithers. He like brushes off his back, too. Like Yeah, right. He, he brushes some detritus off of his shoulder. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this weird relationship we have going on here? <laughs> yeah. Also, there's another stack of oscilloscopes. Yeah. Next to the, the rocket. There's like seven of them.
0: Why does he need that many oscilloscopes? It's
1: like the prop department was like, I need a, 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 like an oscilloscope for this scene. We're doing a mad science layer. And the guy's like, I've got 15 of them. And he's like, yes, all of them.
0: That's like when you have a party and you say to everyone, bring snacks, and everyone brings, like, potato chips.
1: Yeah, everyone brings the same snack. Yeah. Do you think they just sent 12 different prop guys out and they all came back yes. with oscilloscopes? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or they all ended up at the same store with oscilloscopes? Like, well... I guess we're buying 12 of these.
2: I was really hoping you were going to say so it's sort of like when you have a party and everyone just brings oscilloscopes. It's like, what?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that
1: too. That too. We asked you guys to bring a dessert. Why did everybody bring an oscilloscope?
2: <laughs> oh, you just never know when you need one. <laughs> I mean, you
0: know. I'm pretty sure we had a party where like 10 people brought a dessert we yeah. told like two people to bring well, no, a dessert. I,
1: I think we made the mistake of saying like if anyone can bring a side dish or a dessert
2: that'd be great and then just everybody brought dessert.
0: True. Yeah. That's why you got to be specific.
2: I think I've been that guy. I've been <laughs> I think my wife and I uh it's like bring bring a side dish she's like I'm bringing cookies from Walmart where I take the tag off cuz Yeah. I'm not much of a cook and my wife refuses to use the timer on our oven. One out of every time one out of every 10 times we something gets burned i was like why don't you there's a Aww. clock on it's like ah, i know when it's ready it's like not with enough certainty
3: <laughs> Wait, wait hold, hold on she she cooks and refuses to use a timer when she cooks
2: correct she,
3: she, <laughs> she, she. i mean
0: with certain things you can kind of eyeball it but when it's when the cupcake recipe says bake for 12 to 18 minutes you have to bake it for 12 to 18 minutes you can't just bake it for 25 and say, ah, that's close enough. That's really shooting from the hip. Yes. Yes.
2: I am on your side with this. (laughs)
3: Let us know if you need us, if you need to call us in and help you out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Again, going back to Zarkov's trying to really appeal to a sense of, uh, warrior spirit that Munson obviously doesn't have. And, uh, this is such a great performance by DePaul and, uh, I just noticed when he's talking his voice is quivering there's just so much oomph behind it and uh, I could see him being inspiring being a very inspiring presence just not munson but I uh, I did just, sort of just hear that quiver and this is something that happens with Zarkov a lot uh, throughout the movie that there's a lot of passion to this man Adam Rachel for, what was your awareness of to Paul, uh before th- this. I mean, it, it, most people know him from one thing. They know him from Fiddler on the Roof, but it, I, I, uh, and was he even on your radar in, f- for that role? No,
1: no. I don't. I, I, don't, I, I kind of didn't do much research when I watched it, which was kind of fun. I was just like, I'm just going to put this on and see what happens. But <laughs> I, I, I don't really, I didn't really recognize anybody except for Flash, just because you know I've seen him in all kinds of stuff lately. Like uh, He suddenly popped up.
0: I, I recognize Max von Sydow just from his name and then I remember him from Game of Thrones and he was in The, the Force Awakens for like maybe 10 minutes. But I know he's a he's a well-renowned actor, but a, a, everyone else I wasn't too aware of.
2: There's a lot of people with eh, that, that haven't. They've had very good solid character work career and a lot of the DePaul was best known for, he was in the stage production of Fiddler on the Roof, he was in the movie version, and he just kept going back to that role over and over again, where he's, that's sort of what he's known for. He, he was a stage actor who just, he, he was wonderful in that uh, particular production. PBS used to show a, sta- a stage production every year during, um, when they were doing their fundraising, they would show scenes of mm-hmm. DePaul as you know, Fiddler on the Roof. And uh he's I believe it's we spoke he's still alive, but he's retired so so we've we've had a little bit of talk about him because he's been heavily featured in the minutes leading up to this we We haven't gotten to you know uh, all the other wonderful character actors that show up later uh and yeah,
3: we're still on earth here, yeah, we're still on earth yeah so
1: <laughs> we haven't even left yet
2: <laughs> but we're getting there uh Adam Rachel, anything else that you wanted to call up for for this minute?
0: I think, what's his Munson? He could be a, a good um, Porkins lookalike, if there was a yeah. Porkins lookalike contest. Well, I'd say,
2: I'd say he's
1: the Porkins of this film. Uh,
0: yes, yes.
1: At least. <laughs> he's, the, he's the Dennis Nedry of this film.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well.
0: He is Porkins. He is Porkins. Yes, <laughs> Porkins. Yes.
2: If, 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 where, where are that right?
3: Wait,
1: is he? He actually is Porkins.
0: Yes, yes. he is oh i was gonna no, say I
3: think brad and i i think they didn't know where to go with that We're like are they joking or are they not? no
1: i, I, I honestly so didn't we, know we should really get the because
0: <laughs> i was gonna say well he really looks like porkins and i and here he is porkins
1: oh. oh my
2: gosh what you must think of us. <laughs> hey no i'm impressed you, you actually he's like oh he's he'd make a great porkins <laughs> That guy looks like Porkins.
1: I no, think it's great was... that
3: you didn't know it was him and co- and connected them. I think that's Yeah, great. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to tell because Porkins is wearing that mask. So he just looks like a fat guy. <laughs> Adam's mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect.
1: Oh, my gosh. I feel like a
2: huge boob right now. Yeah. Oh. Oh,
1: that's it's
0: okay. Fantastic. One of our co-hosts ha- was mispronouncing one of the actors names inside the turtle suit for uh what was it 90 some episodes uh, it was like the
1: it was until the end credits that yeah. he realized he'd been saying it wrong the whole time
0: yeah so it could be worse well
2: you know what would be uh, funny I mean, if he actually so did go out for a porkins lookalike contest and lost
0: <laughs> yeah. That happened that happened to dolly parton i think she was in a dolly parton lookalike contest and won like third place <laughs>
2: It was best in
0: show. Yeah, she yeah. did not win the Dolly Parton lookalike contest.
2: It, it's gotta hurt, but you know what? I, 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 there's
0: a lot of
2: cases like that. I grew, I grew up outside of Philadelphia.
0: We're neighbors. Oh, oh,
2: oh. Well, where are you guys based out of?
0: We're in Well oh. Grove.
2: Very nice. Willie G. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up in uh, Limerick, Pottstown area.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, my my parents live up that Very
2: way. Good. Oh well see it's uh so you guys know so the the announcer for the eagles merrill reese
0: i, I would probably yeah know his voice.
2: very distinctive yeah. voice and there was a great interview where he has this great distinctive voice and the uh, the, the the sports talk station uh, uh when i was growing up it was 610 wip yep. I, the one time they did a merrill reese sound alike contest and merrill reese called in and i don't think he even made it to like the second round
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs>
0: I have this sensory memory with that radio station or any sports game for that matter. It makes me feel like I have to do homework because
1: it's Sunday. Because and- it's Sunday
0: and it's already like seven o'clock and it's like mm, I didn't do my math homework yet and dad's watching the football game. Guess I'm not doing my <laughs> math homework. <laughs> but it gives me this like anxiety, like, ooh homework.
2: Uh, that's great. Yeah, I I understand. <laughs> All right guys, well this has been Fantastic! And uh, where can people go to? I learned a lot. It. <laughs> it was Porkins the whole time. It was always, no, it's always been Porkins. It's people. Porkins is people. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, Porkins. oh gosh!
2: Uh,
1: but uh, you can find us on Twitter at tmnt minute
0: and on Instagram at tmnt minute and our Facebook group I think is tmnt minute listener group
2: very cool we recommend people check it and, out
0: and, yep duelinggenre.com yeah,
2: that's the other one
1: right.
0: and itunes and wherever you get your podcasts
2: very cool and uh hey g- great that you're associated with the, the, the dueling genre are great people scott corelli is a uh oh, yeah. he's a friend uh glad, glad that you're uh providing great more great content and uh you guys are back this week or uh, here all week correct yep, yep. all right eric it's been a lot of fun. We're going to be back tomorrow, but uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm having some trouble. I'm, I'm just having some trouble.
3: Uh-oh. Do you need to email Flash Gordon Minute at gmail.com to say anything about it?
2: I might, it? because I just found out the XFL is coming back.
3: Oh.
1: oh, I read that, too. Oh, boy.
3: Well, Brad, if Vince McMahon is invading your dreams, don't worry about it, because Flash will save every one of us.
1: Attention listeners, you can follow us on Twitter at Flash Gordon Pod and join the conversation on Facebook in the Flash Gordon Minute Listeners Vortex. Stay tuned for our next thrilling episode of
2: Flash
1: Gordon Minute.